0: Yes, it's definitely still November the 6th, 2012, and this is still iDeveloper Live, episode 71. For some of you out in Liveland, you get this for the second time. And I'm still surrounded by an absolute hurricane of talent, Mr. John Fox.
1: Hello, Scotty. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm all the better for having said all that twice now, on
1: did uh, you forget to take your vitamins this morning or something or did, you know your your ginkgo or, or whatever it is that you you people eat to try and maintain your mental acuity at this yeah, advanced age
0: i don't think there is uh, any any uh, natural supplements that is going to help me anymore john i'm, I'm way past that and it's uh um yeah I, I i am no sure beyond help i think is the the way it's normally described to me by my wife but um, and uh, also with me today, Mr. Steve Sandy. How are you, Steve?
2: I'm doing just perfectly today. It's a, a beautiful day here in uh, well the suburbs of Denver, Colorado, and uh, just uh, just enjoying it. I, I wish I was sitting outside, but uh, no, I'm not. And and how old are you, Scotty? I got to ask because maybe I'm not the oldest person here. Oh no, okay. This is an, an
0: on-air live challenge. I am 45.
2: I am the oldest person here. Oh, you are
0: such a baby.
2: I, <laughs> you notice I'm not telling them how, no, I'm, I'm 55. So 55, but, uh, well, there we are. What the there
0: we, it's, it's okay, but it, that's a very distinguished age. I'm in that sort of uh, in the middle age where nobody cares about you or anything <laughs> else. Yeah. You're now at the age where you're seen to be, uh, yeah, yeah, you're seen to be dignified and uh, full of wisdom.
2: <laughs> Full of something, that's yeah, for sure. That's, <laughs> I wasn't gonna
0: go there because we've only Okay, let's move on quickly. And there's also Erica Sadoon. How are you, Erica?
3: I am just fine. I'm very quickly trying to load up instant rim shot.
1: <laughs> of course you're gonna need it for this show. Yes.
3: <laughs> I just suddenly realized that I could not be Steve's, you know. What was it Ed McMahon to Steve's Johnny Carson? Yes, yeah,
2: something without, like
0: that. Without,
3: <laughs> without having the instant rim shot.
0: Well, we'll we give it Although we're saying that, based on the discussion of the hardware you're running for this show, um, for the next hour till your brand new shiny hardware arrives, I think your rim shot may be beyond its capability. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just want to be able to compile an X code, and
0: then I will be so very happy. I I should imagine at the moment, even a, um, on your very old... Erica's running a very old Mac Mini, for those who are wondering what the heck we're on about. And uh, So imagine your compile times are, shall we say, quite slow at the moment.
3: And my new Mac Mini, I name all my Macs after Apples. And Steve is the one who has challenged me to name my new Mini. And up until now, I've had Fuji... I've had Gala, Honeycrisp, Rome, good, solid Apple names. And Steve, do you remember what you are forcing me to name this new one?
2: I, I don't <laughs> even want to think about it because it's a long, uh, long name. And you know, if it's anything different than one of the standard uh, varieties of Apple, I have no idea. What was it again? Aesopis
3: Spitzenberg.
0: Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to your network connections. <laughs>
3: there we are. Okay, um, was... I threw it out there as a joke, and and Steve said I would be a complete wimp if I didn't go with it.
0: Yeah, well, well, we'll wait and see now. We wait to wait to see it. Okay, um, we'll start with you, Erica. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Um, let's see. I'm a geek. I'm a mom. I write and I develop.
0: Oh, look at that. That was concise. That was. Uh, I, I like that, Steve.
2: Me, I'm a uh, blogger, uh, editor at uh, the unofficial Apple weblog, and I write books, and I like playing with all sorts of bizarre little devices, like uh, I actually have a Samsung Chromebook sitting here but, with, that I've been playing with, so all sorts of fun things. Even though it's not a Mac, it's uh, interesting.
0: Well, I don't think we're even going to go there. Not with our audience that we have out here. Just it's just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We're gonna. Um, you guys have written a book together, um, and it's the subject of that book. We're going to be focusing on today a little bit, um, but we're just going to pick up a little bit on, on on some of the the developer news from this week. Obviously, people have begun to get their uh, Mac Mini devices over the last few days. Um, I have to say, uh, Mac Mini. Did I say that? You, Erica, telling me you're getting your Mac Mini. The iPad Mini devices have been <laughs> arriving over the next last last few days um generally the blogging and the tweeting about it's been very quiet other than people just saying yeah it works it's good and uh the ret no retina is not an, an issue do any of you guys actually have one
1: not yet i haven't beaten beaten up anybody on the street to steal theirs because they're hard to find
0: Okay, so there we are. We totally cannot talk about that because none of us have had it. So we are at the pinnacle of of journalism here.
3: I just spent over $1,000 on a Mac Mini. Trying to get an iPad Mini in there as well, I think, would be pushing the envelope a little bit too far.
1: Tell your child. How many many kids do you have?
3: Oh, I have spares. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so what's the problem? But the thing
3: is that when we have tried to do this in the past on, you know, the illicit... black market for, for children. It's turned out to be that they wanted us to pay them to take our children, so
0: not yeah. going to help. Well, there we are. There's, oh, well. that, uh, there's that downside. Alright, so we'll move on from that one. If you've got a Mac Mini... Uh, a Mac Mini I'm going to do this all day, aren't I? If you have an iPad Mini out there, well lucky you okay (laughs) let's let's move on okay so um a story um that actually i read on the unofficial apple wedlog um just today um about uh apple talking or the rumor about um apple making its own chips going forward for its macbook and uh, mac line as well as its um mobile line. so um you know that that's actually, I have to say, to me initially, is a little bit worrying. But um, you know, what do you guys think on that? Hey, who wants to pitch in? Who's got, who's passionate about this one and wants to get in there with a quick rant?
2: Well, I'm I'm passionate about it, but uh, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. You know, because I think what Apple's really looking at is a way that they can go in and continue creating all these fantastic products and do it at a lower cost. Uh, because, you know, they're kind of always uh, looking for the, the best margin they can possibly get on any one of the products out there. Just recently, um, you know, I remember seeing some figures where they were talking about the per unit price of, uh, I think it was the A6X that's in the uh, fourth generation iPad. And I think it's like 11 to $15, somewhere around there. If you take a look at uh, some of the Intel chips, even in the quantities uh, that Apple uh, is buying them uh, to put into macbooks and mac minis and all these other wonderful machines uh it tends to be uh just about an order of magnitude more so uh you know i think for apple they'd look at it and say wow we could you know even stick four a7 chips or whatever the the next generation happens to be uh into a macbook pro get better battery life uh you know, go on in this direction. So, you know, from the the hardware and financial point, uh, I think it's a great idea. From the development standpoint, I'm not a developer. And, you know, so it's kind of odd that we're on iDeveloper Live. (laughs) But uh, um, I'd like to hear, what you know, basically what Erica has to say about that.
3: I think that the A6X chip is really hot, and I'd love to see what else Apple can do. I think that insourcing their chip design is an exciting development. I don't have a problem with it, so I can't really rant.
0: I, I guess it, one of the questions here is going to be is, um, you know, this is bigger than just, just developers, obviously moving... Um, you know, the intel the uh, power pc to the intel move went about as smoothly as could be expected for a um you know a processor change uh, and you would guess that if apple do this they will do the change to their own processors in is, you know they'll learn the lessons they've learned from that and we can assume that it will be at least as good, if not better, as an experience for developers. Um, obviously, a lot of software died during that transition, but then again, if it wasn't being active, actively developed, I don't think that was a bad thing for the platform to have software disappear and die. Um, yeah, if you've just well, been we do have and- LiPo, yeah. <laughs> and I know that this will make no
3: sense to Steve. Sorry, Steve, but we do have LiPo. We do have the option of producing executables that are you know, compatible with multiple platforms. And if I really wanted to get into my uh tinfoil hat, it'd be really interesting if Apple did a laptop that was more ARM ish than Intel
0: ish. Hmm, that's see I but my other concern here is I want I, I'm you know, the, the success of Apple desktop and, and laptop devices over the last um five or six years now you know, how much of that has been due to the fact that people moving to the platform felt secure in that they could actually still run Windows if they needed to, wanted to, or could do, um, you know, and, and that was allowed people to begin to try the platform and use the platform. Now I know Apple aren't going to do this tomorrow, and you know, if, if Apple changed their chipset and that goes away, which Mm -hmm. maybe it will or maybe it won't. I don't know. I'm just wondering, will that affect things? I'm not saying that should be a good reason to stop it, but that would be, you know, maybe the platform would slow down a little if that was the case.
3: I'm going to defer completely to Steve on this because I try to pretend that the Windows world doesn't actually exist.
2: Well, I just have one quick answer, and that's what about Windows RT? That runs on on ARM platforms. So, maybe that's the solution. Now, one of the big uh, complaints we've heard from a lot of the people that are going out and buying the Microsoft Surface is that they expect it to run all of their Windows apps, and they, of course, are not able to do that. But, uh, you know, if Windows RT ends up being some sort of... uh, well i won 't call it a success, but you know ends up uh gathering uh, a few bodies out there uh perhaps that would be a solution you know maybe they 'll have uh windows r t well I think they do have windows r t versions of of uh office so anyway you know that that 's kind of my thought in in that respect uh one thing you know it 's kind of funny that we 're talking about this right now uh, today because, like i said i 've got this uh, Samsung Chromebook sitting here. And basically, you're talking about a machine that just runs a browser and a bunch of web apps. And it is incredibly fast. It's running, a, I think, 1.7 gigahertz uh, ARM chip. It's uh, or something like that named by, made by uh, Samsung. And, uh, I mean, I'm looking at this thing going, yeah, it doesn't provide all the power of my Mac here. But then again, it does a heck of a lot that I, I need it to. So.
3: Well, I think what we're talking about fundamentally here is the subversion of what it means to own a computer. I think that Apple really broke the computer when it introduced the tablet because the demand has been so high for a population that previously assumed that they needed a general-purpose computer.
0: Indeed. Yeah, I think I think by the time Apple do this, I mean let's say they're three to four years off. Um, I mean, we're beginning to see lots of people owning just a tablet and and not a laptop or a desktop. You know, that's going to be well more established. So maybe um, and the
3: Chromebook ties directly into this revolution. The fact that people have a two hundred and fifty dollar machine. That does nearly everything they want it to do, except, of course, it doesn't do video particularly well, and it doesn't do a lot of gaming particularly well. But we're talking about a redefinition of what a consumer computer is. And as developers, that is something definitely has to pay attention to.
0: Yeah, I mean, we need to. You know, the consumers are the important people, not us. If we're totally blunt about it, it's going to be interesting. But still, I think we'll be discussing this many more times. And I think um it's uh, an interesting thing. But uh, let's not spend too much time on it because there's nothing we can do about it, and it's only a rumor at the moment. So, you know, why waste more than several hundred hours on it, which people will do over the next few weeks? Okay, right. <laughs> um, now, let's let's tell people why you guys are on. Um, it's not just because you're great, folks. It's because you two, no, uh, have a book. <laughs> you two wrote a book um, called Pitch Perfect um, trying to tell us uh, dumbass developers with no idea of marketing and pitching our products how to get uh, uh, people like yourself in the press and in other areas of industry to take notice of the uh, hopefully great work that we've done um so where should we start uh you yeah, know um steve uh, we'll start with you tell tell us what you know what made you write this book what got you together to do this book you know what were you what were your goals beyond anything i've just said
2: well uh erica and i um we actually started up our own little uh ebook publishing company uh a little over a year ago, and uh, one of the things that we had talked about quite a bit prior to doing that was the fact that so many times we would see uh, emails coming in uh, to our little tua uh, inboxes and it was they were from developers who were saying, "I have a great app. it is the coolest game you want to see. Could you please review it now when you get 80 or 90 or 100 or 150 of these a day, you know what we do with them. And that's basically, you know, unless it really grabs us immediately, uh, generally that email is going into the trash. So uh, what we did is we said, you know, what is it that makes a pitch that we pay attention to that we, you know, some uh, developer comes in and says... Wow! I've got this uh, cool thing that I've just finished uh, spending a year on. It's the greatest program, and here's why. And you're just going to love it. And oh, by the way, um, may I send you a uh, promo code for it? You know, they try to get us a little bit more involved. So anyway, we took all of those things that make the uh, the uh, pitches that we actually respond to. And uh, condensed that into a book. Uh, got uh, the wonderful Nitro and Snaggy from Joy of Tech to provide uh, some absolutely funny and hysterically uh, good uh, diagrams and, and cartoons for the book. And uh, it's done pretty darn well. And in, in fact, uh, we um, uh, I don't know if we can really announce it, but we do have a a publishing deal going with a traditional publisher and it will be out uh in ebook and uh, paperback version here pretty quickly so anyway that's that's kind of the short story behind uh, why we wrote the book
0: excellent
1: uh, so i carry have up? a g- general observation is something I, I, I've, I've come to realize sadly. I mean, in, in, or I wish I'd realized it earlier, but I think the general case is that you have to earn people's attention in in like 10 second increments. And, you know, when I was first starting out, I always used to assume that I could write, you know, seven paragraph life story to somebody who, whose help I was trying to elicit in whatever it was, whether it's feedback or to write about something. And I was always bitterly disappointed when they didn't write back immediately with a lengthy response until I realized that, that, you know, people who, who you're asking help from receive a gazillion requests all the time and most of them really are dull and boring as you want and even the ones who, that you might find interesting when you write somebody a book if, if, the, if, the, if you don't ask for something very actionable and that you can respond to right there and right then it's really hard to get people's help and I think it's all the more troublesome now when many emails are being read while on the go and, and it may not even be noticed if, if, if the subject line is, is, is in itself not well crafted Is that not the case?
3: Absolutely. And we get so much email. And we have an absolute need for finding good apps and good hardware to review. We are constantly on the lookout. However, we are overwhelmed by competing pitches. So if we have a few dozen pitches to go through and we need to fill one spot for a day for a particular kind of review, we're going to go through all those pitches and your pitch has to stand out from the very beginning, from that subject line to catch our eye, to convince us that yours is the app that or the, you know, the hardware that we want to grab, that we want to you know, develop into a post on our blog.
1: That, that, let me ask this this is also kind of uh uh related i mean last last show we actually talked about thanking people and and i was very happy to see that you know that that elicited uh dan- uh dan wood a good friend and and, and colleague of mine you know who wrote a, a, a post about thanking people that had helped him along mm-hmm. So to so what you know i think that, that that people tend to forget that uh you guys are human beings, too. We're all human beings. And, and, and you know, it never hurts to, to kind of pre-build a relationship, does it? I mean, you, you, Erica, have written all these great articles and actually… Hold
3: on just a second. Go
2: with Steve for a sec, okay? Well, I think her Mac Mini just showed up.
1: Oh, well, that's, that's more important. Okay, well, I'll, I will… Steve, you're, you're, you're a human being as well. So when you… I mean… It, it, if the very first contact you ever get from somebody in the world is immediately asking you you know to, to do this work for them or to do this you know this this favor for them how does that compare with you know i know that you got get lots of email but people who who do who are in your position you 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 must glance at virtually every email that comes in even if you don't have the time to take you know to take to 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 fully consider it but if somebody comes in and says Nice work! I like the article or some little thing you might remember it the next time somebody comes in and ask you for something. No, I mean does it? Does it? it I, I can't imagine that it ever hurts to if you're going to follow some you know blogger, some art some 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 anybody whom you're going to ask help for. Doesn't it help to kind of uh, do some pre-roll ingratiation
2: for lack of a better term? <laughs> I love that term, pre-roll <laughs> ingratiation. I have to for the next bit. You know, one of the big things that we uh, yeah I I I think you're right you know because um the people that we tend to uh really pay attention to and you know they may actually end up with multiple uh stories about a particular product are those people uh the manufacturers or developers who are getting to us early on and they're saying you know, uh, here's my story. Here's my thing. Uh, You know, I really appreciate your your work. I love your writing. Or I don't like it. And this is why, you know, sometimes we get those too. But uh, they go off in that direction. And they say, I'm working on this app. Here's the idea. Here's the concept. Would you like to be in on the beta? And uh, so they're kind of pulling us in with that. And, you know, let's face it, we're, we're curious people. We love seeing, uh, what people are working on, what they expect to uh, be the next big thing. Sometimes we get the app and it's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have gotten in on this, but you know, we're willing to take a chance and we're willing to take a, a little bit more of a look if somebody does contact us earlier in, the, uh, in the process. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think, like you said, in, I'm not sure ingratiation necessarily works. We've had some people who, uh, I guess you could almost say, or, you know, try to be professional brown nosers, mm-hmm. and or
3: stalkers.
2: Yeah, or yeah. stalkers. Yeah. Hi, hey, I'm going to send you 50 emails a day telling you uh, what a wonderful person you are. Please write about my app. That does not work either.
3: No, but but there's a relationship here, and you were talking about saying thank you and so forth, and it goes in both directions. Yeah. It's not just the developer to us. We want to build those relationships to the developers as well. That humanity isn't just coming to us and saying, oh, great bloggers, please, please, great bloggers, please cover my thing because then I will earn lots of money. It's about trying to find things that are really exciting and share that excitement and you cannot do that if you're living in a world that's just a box with email coming in one end and reviews going out the other end. So creating that relationship is something that has to be built on both sides.
0: Okay, so um you know the book is I mean I've read the book it's a, it's a great read there's some great advice in there I have to say you know um I have to go back through it now with a fine-tooth comb and start underlining stuff and doing eggs. I just did the skim read initially. Um, it's a couple of hundred pages, so it's it's not a, a long read, but equally it's crammed with detail. And we're not going to go through every detail here today because, firstly, that would take too long, and secondly, it means people wouldn't need to buy your book, and that would defeat the point <laughs> of you writing it. Um, <laughs> so um, let's be perfectly blunt about that. But but maybe it would be good just to take a a, a um, you know a brief summary. Um, uh, run through uh, the book, just looking at a number of different areas that people um, need to look at and think about when, when when coming to you. And obviously, we're not going to cover all the detail, but just you know, maybe one or two tips in each area. So, you know, I've just you know, I've written my app. I'm, I'm, I now need to get some people to look at it and do stuff. You know, what are the things? You know, what's the first thing that should be going through my mind when I'm looking to contact one of you guys to take a look at what I'm doing? Before you even
3: develop your app. Remember way back when you were thinking to yourself, is this app a good idea to develop? At some point, you had to look around and say, what other apps are out there and what sets my app apart? That process, call it a competitive analysis or whatever. At some point, you had to think to yourself, there are so many of this kind of app and so many of that kind of app, why am I bothering investing my time and effort to creating this app? And the reason you gave yourself is what we call a hook. This app is set apart because it provides these strengths. It provides these features that is different from the existing market. If you went through that process to choose which app to develop, that is the source of the pitch after you develop it.
0: Okay, that's really interesting because actually we, you could argue that this isn't anything to do with marketing um, or selling your stuff. This is about, if you can't do that, then you shouldn't have ever written it in the first place.
3: <laughs> There's that, but... well, <laughs> is that too let's harsh? Let's just assume. It, it's, I'm, I'm not going to even go there. But every app has to have a hook. If you want coverage from a blog, let's say that you did a Tetris-type game... What are the chances that we're going to cover it? I would say pretty low. We have seen a bajillion, and that's a literal term there, except it's not, but I'm trying to be humorous here, but we have seen so many Tetris apps. We have seen so many, there are three items, and you connect the three items, and then they disappear apps. We have been inundated with copycat boring applications and we want something that stands out and sparkles and is unique and useful and fun and amazing and if you have been building something that's more or less the same as other apps we probably are not going to be interested in it so the first thing you've got to figure out is what we call an attract point. What is the thing about your app, and I'll let Steve explain why, but <laughs> what is the thing about your app that sparks, that Gives you a hook that makes it something that we want to know about and we want to evangelize because that's what we do. We are professional evangelists. We go out there, we fall in love with apps, and then we go out and say, here is an app we love and here's why you should buy it.
0: Okay, Steve, so you said you were going to explain stuff to us.
2: Well, I was going to explain the term a track point. And this is kind of a fun little bit in here. Uh, you know, everybody who was at uh, two, yeah, probably about two years ago, got a real laugh. We we got a, and you know, I hate to do this uh, or you know make fun of someone's uh, command of the English language, <laughs> uh, but we got this kind of poorly written email, and uh, one of the key points it, w- it was uh, something that had uh, you know
3: gravura babe.
2: Yeah, Gravura Babe was the name of the app and basically it said her attract point is big breast. (laughs) And so ever since then we've kind of referred to You know, kind of the key feature (laughs) in an application as, as, you know, per attract point or the attract point. But it's really key. You know, basically, this guy did come out and tell us what the big attraction of his app was. (laughs) Still didn't review it because it, you know, was...
3: But we wanted to. We wanted (laughs) to so bad.
2: But, you know, it, it was yeah I don't know that that just has been a, a laughing uh, matter for months years it's It's absolutely uh hysterical but uh so
0: not only to see a trap have to be in a trap point the trap point has to be something of value absolutely <laughs> well in this particular I'm not case- saying large press don't have value but i mean as far as <laughs> um, Wait a minute, as, as far that. as bloggers are concerned, well certain bloggers they have more value as far as your
2: blog is concerned. <laughs> 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 I had to do that sorry uh, but,
3: you know, but that, you know that does tie very nicely into what are attract points yes, you know, yes. what makes what <laughs> makes an application specifically you know valuable and you know we do go in the book through a list of things of what sets an app what makes a, a, a product attractive what is an objective thing that you can use to evaluate how important your application or other product will be to a blog? Is it innovative? Is it offering something that, you know, hasn't been seen before? Is it an exciting app that just makes us go, oh, man, that's just totally cool? Is it an app that's newsworthy. For example, um, we've ha- just had a big hurricane. And today I'm getting on the phone right after this talk cast and I'm going to be talking to the people at Crash Plan. Now, you probably have heard of Crash Plan if you're in the United States, because that's one of the major off site backup companies that lets you save your data. Well, there are lots of people along America's East Coast who lost their computers. They lost their houses. It's a huge tragedy for them. But here's a series of apps and services that tie into that news story that are relevant because people are now saying, what can I do looking towards the future to protect my data against this kind of thing happening? Another thing that we look forward is differentiation. We we're looking for something that redefines a particular utility or a particular class of applications. For example, when um what's that app called, Clear? Clear oh, app?
2: Yeah, absolutely perfect example. And can can I jump in? Absolutely, go yeah. for it. That was, you know, that was uh, one of those apps that uh, when we first heard about it, they said, you know, we're coming out with a new to-do list manager, and this is the the folks from Real Mac, and then two other development companies kind of went together on this uh, app. But uh, you know, when we first heard about it, another to-do app, it's like, yawn, you know, <laughs> I really could not care less. However, when uh, we were actually given a kind of a preview demonstration of the app. Uh, I think it was at uh, i Macworld, iWorld last year. And it suddenly clicked. It's like, wow, this has an amazing user interface. That's what different, differentiates that uh, specific application against all the other Me Too products that are out there. And uh, so it definitely got a little uh, coverage from us. In fact, uh, we just wrote about the uh, Clear for Mac uh, rollout here about a week ago and uh you know so something like a completely unique or different uh take on a a user interface something that's easier to use or more intuitive to use yeah that's that's really going to to grab us uh you know it's the old hook in the cheek so to speak (laughs) if you you know fish and you're fishing for us uh you you definitely got us yeah it sure seems like this whole
1: uh you know uh what have people done with it? I mean my my experience in, in is that you know if you're if you do produce something that's good and you do manage to, to, to get somebody to, to to be willing to write about a brand new app, you know, nobody's heard about it. If it meets some minimum quality, the person is nice, it, it, it does it does meet those things. You get that kind of first release that then after that it sure seems that no nobody really wants to write about something if it's just kind of a speeds and feeds update, isn't it? Kind of true that that you know what matters then after a product has been released is what interesting things have people been done with it. I mean that certainly ties into the you know there's a hurricane, man, my life is in, in ruins, but at least I have my data. That's a great that's a great story, isn't it? I mean, and, and even when there's not a disaster. It, you know if somebody comes back to you and says hey i just wanted to update you it's 6 months after the release i'm so proud of this great stuff that that my users are doing with the app you know wouldn't that be make you slightly more inclined to write about it than than something that says hey i've just released and here's an update it's compatible with this new rev of the operating system
2: oh absolutely and you know one thing that uh, we also you know talk about in the book um you know in addition to uh I guess you could almost call them the uh, fascinating user use cases. <laughs> That's almost a little uh, redundant there, but you, you get my point. But one thing other than that is uh, we do talk a, bit, a little bit about hardware uh, because you know there are a lot of people who make accessories for the iOS and Mac uh, uh, ecosystems, and uh, you know it's there are like five billion. Uh, different, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> Five billion uh, different iPad cases, iPhone cases. You, you know, it seems like everybody and their brother has made one. But what gets us there uh, is if somebody comes in and they say, you know, by the way, I have this specific case that I've made. Uh, it uses a different type of material than anybody's ever used before, which is good because of this reason or that reason. Um, and by the way, you know twenty percent of every sale goes to uh, uh you know help the the homeless or to feed children in Africa, something like that. Those are human interest stories you know we We are a news source we do like that kind of information we 've seen apps that also have that little social hook where people will come in and say uh you know for a limited time, what we 're going to do is uh you know every sale we're going to take uh, one dollar and it will go to uh, a specific charity. you know right now would be a perfect time for somebody to say we're going to take you know one dollar off of every sale of our four ninety nine app and uh, send it off to uh relief for, for the hurricane victims, something like that. that would grab our attention, and I can hear millions of people typing right now sending emails to me
0: You're going to get a <laughs> flood of emails in the morning yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's sorry, Erica. Go on.
3: No, 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 no. I was just laughing. Go on.
0: That's okay. Okay, so um, just just moving this on a little bit. Um, we found our attract point, um, which <laughs> we will never forget. Now after this, um, and uh, okay, so we, we've got something interesting about our app. Something unique. Something that makes it special, or, or, or something around it. Um, okay you know, just writing that on the back of an envelope and popping it through your door isn't going to work. So um, I guess you're looking for things to be presented to you, not necessarily in a fixed format, but in, in, you know, how should people be presenting this information to you in a way that makes it useful for you, the way that you're going to notice it, you're going to be able to use it well. Um, You know, are you looking for long spills of text or just some points then that you need to get in touch with them? How do people approach you once they've got this idea?
3: It's an elevator pitch. You've got a very limited amount of time to catch our interest before we go to the next email, simply because, not because we're trying to, to be smug or superior, it's just we're under huge time deadlines, we are overworked, we are underpaid, and we have a crap load of stuff in our inbox. So you have to catch our attention from the subject line. That is the first thing we see, and it has to sell your app it has to tell us why we should care and what it is
0: okay just so, from the very so start. Pu- putting both of you on the spot can you um, uh, off the, off the top of your head can you think of a couple of examples of good subject lines you've received recently and maybe a couple of examples of some bad ones I know that's putting you right on the spot so, or something around there
3: I know that um, the arc one and I just wrote that up today just absolutely caught my eye. This was a few days ago. I don't know if you're familiar with ARC. This is not um, reference counting. This is ARQ. It's the cloud backup for Mac. It works with Amazon S3. In my mailbox, it says, add support for Amazon Glacier. I was all over it. I mean, I was calling this guy. I was saying, please give us an exclusive. We want to cover this. This is something we really want. It's hot. It's a well-reviewed product. It's a product that, you know, people have loved over the past few years, and they've just added a new feature that absolutely sells it. So that was a pitch that I really grabbed. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with Amazon Glacier, it is a storage system that is about one-tenth the price of S3, and it lets you store stuff for long periods of time, um, just archive data so that you can just get stuff off your computer and into the cloud.
1: So here's a lot the chat room has been saying, what is about the importance of, of demo video? So let's say you've got a great, uh, you know, a, a great subject line. Th- then what, what, what makes the, the, the great kind of beginning pitch? Say if somebody says, I, you know, I've got this great app here, 30 seconds, have a look at it. Is, is that where you want to go or do you want text? Or Tell
3: or me what? why I should look at the video first. Okay. I want that video. I want that video so bad because with 30 seconds of video, and for heaven's sakes, please don't go much longer than that. But for 30 seconds of video, I'm going to understand your app. It's going to tell me what it does. It's going to show me the interface. It's going to show me it in action. And I'm going to have, after 30 second investment of clicking that link, an idea of what your app is
0: and does. Okay. But you've got to be tempted to click that link first of all. So you, you, You've got to be tempted. You're saying there needs to be a really concise text pitch to go with the video.
3: Absolutely. I, out of every 20 or 30 videos that are sent to us, we're not going to watch all 20 or 30 of them. We're going to watch very few. We're going to watch the videos that take us to the next level. Oh, this is cool. Next thing, I'm going to watch the video oh, it looks great. Next thing, I'm going to reply. I'm going to say, please, would you send over a promo code? I'm not making any promises, but I'd like to take a further look and investigate it more.
0: Okay, so that brings me to a question. So someone has got the subject line, something that attracts your attention. Um, Is humor okay, or should it always be serious?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're easily bored. (laughs) Somebody can can throw something at us in the first line of their pitch uh, to really just snag us. If it makes us laugh, we're going to pay attention to it. And we actually have a section of the book uh, that is all case studies. Uh, we talk about, you know, kind of, a uh, as we refer to it, a meh pitch, something that people just go, oh, God, this is boring. I'm going to go on to the next one. And take these uh, pitches and we we talk about how you could tweak it to make it a little bit more exciting, make it grab somebody's attention and humor is a very good way to do that um, you know we've seen some inappropriate uh, use of humor that you know just backfired completely, but you know uh I'd say some of the people who who have really managed to uh, break through that wall, so to speak, the wall of hundreds of app and uh you know uh uh, accessory re- uh, review requests every day. The ones who break through are the ones who uh, might put a little bit of humor or something that is very very pertinent uh, to that that particular point in time, uh, whether it be a hurricane, an election, <laughs> or or something like that. So, um, yeah, the the case studies I think are probably one of the the biggest things that uh, a developer would really want to pay attention to. And then we tell people to in re- you know, a write. Rewrite, rewrite, really think about what you're doing. Try to get it as concise, uh, but powerful as possible to be able to uh, attract our attention.
3: To sum up what our biggest problem is, is if you spent a year developing this app, why are you spending five seconds on your pitch?
0: That's a good no, point. There's
1: a tweetable coin, and that's so true.
0: Yeah, that's, I think that's a, a phrase that has to go down. I mean, we we sit here as developers and say, "Well, design should be X percentage of your process." And you know, recently that number in, in, has been going up and up and up. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm I'm working on a blog post at the moment. Um, I know, don't fall off your chair, John. I am actually writing something. Uh, um, <laughs> that you know, it's, it's it's it's. I think the developer community are people who we really don't like marketing we don't like being marketed to we're grumpy old men and women when it comes to being marketed to and i think that attitude of that we don't like being marketed to affects our attitude to do a marketing and i think until we as an industry as a group of people can find a um a more positive attitude to this stuff in fact that it you know marketing done well has value to everybody um then i think yeah we're going to continue to not really break through in some of these areas
3: i want to give you an example of a pitch that we got a couple of days ago and it's a real pitch from someone who clearly worked on their app a very long time okay this is the entire pitch hi the game has been approved we are set to launch on October 31st. Feel free to release a review and or preview article whenever you see fit. We will kiss and hug you for that.
0: <laughs> Actually, they spent some time working on that.
3: <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of the early, early day. There, wasn't there like some,
1: some Turkish blogger? or I don't know whether it was invented or real, but the, it was like this internet meme back in the, in the late 90s. And it was like, I kiss you. It kind of sounds like that. It does,
3: but here's somebody who's trying very hard to be warm and engaging and i we give them credit for that but they forgot to tell us what app it was
0: (laughs) that's not even a good star is it i mean
3: they They included they included a promo code they called it an ios iphone code so that was attached at the bottom but that's it
2: and we we do have a sound effect for that (laughs) there we go okay so (laughs) let's
0: assume let's assume that um someone has managed to get the subject right they've managed to do um a good um short paragraph that's grabbed your attention maybe even a 30 second video maximum 30 seconds Mm -hmm. i think eric is in on um the app and they've got your attention okay we've mentioned this you know should we always include a promo code or do we wait for you to ask for one? You know, what else should be in there? You know, what, uh, you know, we've got your attention. What? What is it you now want from us because we've got your attention?
2: Well, I, I would say uh, ask about sending the promo code because there's probably nothing worse than sending out uh, your, you know, 50 uh, promo codes, I don't know, uh, you know, as n- not being a developer and actually being a uh, author, we get 50 promo codes. Those can go out pretty darn quickly. And I, you know, we have tried to do some blanket uh, uh, mailings of of promo codes. I'm not really sure that's a great idea. What I would do is uh, pretty much say, you know, if at this point you are interested, please ask us for a promo code and we'll be sure to, to respond. Uh, You know, once uh, somebody gets a promo code, I would wait a day or two and then follow up. I would not immediately jump on it. Well, have you loaded the app yet? Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that type of thing. Um, Give us some time to get familiar with it. And, uh, you know, I got to admit, there are sometimes uh, I've seen pitches for apps, I go, wow, this really sounds cool, I ask for a promo code, I get the promo code, I put it on my device, and okay, it crashes, or it just doesn't do what it uh, was pitched to do, uh, or it just doesn't have any excitement over uh, another app that does the job better. And uh, in a case like that, as Erica mentioned earlier, we pretty much reserve the right not to, to write a, uh, a pitch. And I hate to do that with people. You know, in some cases, what we'll do is maybe uh, agree to, uh, we'll tweet it or Facebook or uh, something like that, but we're not going to spend the time to do the full uh, review. Why? Because, you know, let's face it, at least most bloggers, I think, especially those who write reviews, were brought up at a young age, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say it. And we really, really, really hate to drag somebody's work uh, through the mud. We don't want to do that. Uh, In some cases, I have actually responded to developers and said, you know, I got your app, I looked at it, and there are certain problems that I really have with it before I'd be able to write a review. Here are those issues. And uh, I will actually spend the time to hopefully allow that uh, developer to uh, know what's going on and why I'm not thrilled about their app. Uh, some people turn around, come right back to us and say, well, you know, screw you. Other folks have uh, come back and they say, well, great, I'm going to give it another couple of weeks of work and would you mind if I sent you another copy down the road? Perfect. And uh, in many cases, we see that those, uh, some of those points uh, turn a so-so app into something that is really worth writing about.
3: But to continue oh my gosh, now I'm getting a weird echo, but to continue with you know, what should your pitch contain, which was the original question, Oops. make sure you tell us the name of the app, <laughs> what it does, <laughs> and why it's different. You know these these are just real basic things. Please tell us how much you're going to be charging. We, we'd like to know how much you know the cost of the app is. Please give us a link to iTunes. Even if it's not live yet, you can create the URL because you know what the app ID is. It's that number that you get over in iTunes. And in iTunes Connect, they even give you the URL. You can right-click it and uh, grab that. Please send that to us. It would really help. Send us a link to your um, marketing page. That's the page that you yourself host. That's usually the support page that you tell iTunes. That's going to be your support page. Send that to us. Send us one or two screenshots, please. Do not send us five dozen, please. And um, you know the link to the short video. It doesn't have to be professional. It can be completely private. We just want to see the app in action. Send us description and contact information, and specifically working contact information please do not send us phone numbers that are you know no longer used please use an email address we can respond to nothing harshes your 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 pitch that more than you know oh this is cool let's reply to the guy and you know ask for a promo code and it's not a real email address (laughs) which happens pretty regularly
0: um I mean, I'm finding you, some of this stuff amazing because, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you sound like you're speaking from painful experience here of what stuff you've received, but you know, there's nothing that you have just listed that isn't <laughs> rocket, you know, that's rocket science. It's all incredibly basic stuff. It and I is. can't believe that people don't just include that.
3: To summarize what all these things add up to, we're basically asking you to do as much work as you can for us so that we don't have to do the work. And that's Something you want to do with any business contact, it's not just bloggers, so it's not like we're just completely and utterly lazy, it's that it makes your communication easier to respond to. It is just simply in your best interest,
0: okay? I mean, so I mean, it's this sounds like if we if we put stuff if we basically that pitch, that initial pitch, sounds to me to be the key here in your subject line. Now, obviously, we've then got to have, a, you know, to get your attention, our app then has to be worth, um, you know, worth looking at. And we need uh-huh. to have made not make your life difficult by having to ask for lots of stuff. There can be some basic stuff we include. But on the whole, you know, if we have a half-decent app and we do this bit well, this shouldn't be an overly complicated process.
3: What you need to do, though, is manage your expectations because there are you can have the absolute best app in the world and that is likely going to get covered, but you can have a good app and really have to fight to get that noticed. And there are good apps that people submit all the time that we simply cannot cover. We have a limited number of post slots per day. We have a limited number of bloggers on duty and every. Any day. And sometimes we do things like get sick or take vacations, or we're working on other things. And your app could theoretically just slip through the cracks, even if you do everything right. What we're trying to do is help you maximize your chance to make that connection, but there's no way to actually guarantee it.
1: So in other words, shouldn't take it personally, that, that it's, it's a personal affront and that you have it in for us.
3: <laughs> no, in fact, you are so important to us because if we don't have people who love Apple, who love these products, who are building for it and who want to buy it, we don't have jobs.
0: That is true yep okay so um a couple I've realized we uh, we we must be packing up in about the next ten minutes or so. We don't like to run too long although there's you know some fantastic information coming through here um a couple of things uh, I want to pick up, up on um some from the chat room and uh, just some from my own the press release services do you ever respond to press releases or do you like personal pitches?
2: I'd have to say that uh you know for the most part uh press release services. Tend to get tossed a little bit faster, and uh, you know, I have uh, used PR Mac and PR Web uh, to send out press releases before. I'm, you know, familiar with that. They're great for uh, maybe at least getting some attention. Uh, you know, there are sites that will just take those uh, press releases and basically republish them. But uh, you know, for the most part. If you're really, really trying to get our attention and would like uh, a review, I'm thinking a personal pitch is the way to go. Now, that's not saying that you can't go in and you know at least put out a general uh, press release, but uh, the personal pitch is definitely the way to go.
3: We are looking at press releases all the time. It is part of our day, but if you have to choose between one and the other, I think the personal pitch just has it has more heft to it.
0: Okay. And, and okay. So are you guys picking up these pitches from just people submitting to, um, uh, uh tour or do they, do people pitch to you on personal email addresses where, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm guessing you don't want people stalking you. <laughs> And, and hunting you down, and and turning up at your door with things, um, you know. So, uh, so I guess there's that line that people still need to come through you as a corporation, but it still needs to be in a personal manner.
1: Uh, I'm curious about this is there I imagine there's a fine line between endearing and and kind of creepy for example I mean okay both of you guys you know you you have information pages about that so if somebody goes to find out a little about you there's a chance they can say hey you know one little thing I could do you know Eric is a mom if I came in and moved that angle on it it's like you know maybe I recently had a kid or whatever and said you know my son wants to go to college you know that's one more reason why you should write about it do you consider that creepy or not
3: no that's that's playing smart knowing the angle knowing what people are interested is a great way to pitch it really lets the reader know the you know the the reader of the pitch that would be us it lets us know that you are aware of what we cover regularly and that this would fit well into you know our scope that's Mm -hmm. fine
0: okay there's a great question in the chat room from um vittori uh, if if the pitch gets ignored how long do you think you know what's a, what's a reasonable amount of time to leave it before you know doing a bit more work on it and then resubmitting it i mean obviously you don't want to see the refined pitch coming through every seven minutes or so um you know so, so what would be your recommendation there
2: personally i would give it uh maybe about a week And I know that you know for many developers they've spent so much time and effort working on this particular app, and you know now they're finally getting to the point that hey they want to start seeing some sales. But you know seriously, if if we see something every day or multiple times a day, and you know you kind of jokingly uh, made the comment about every seven minutes, we've had people who just flood our inbox with hey. You know, have you looked at it? Hey, this is really great. Hey, you know, after a while, it just gets annoying. It's like having a a parrot on your shoulder that's, you know, yelling mail every time an email. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's my new app idea, because people get so many emails,
1: they can't know which ones are truly important. So it's going to be a little parrot icon that goes, you've got mail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There is
3: one kind of pitch that absolutely drives me batty that I really hate and it's what I call the hijack pitch where somebody seems to be approaching you about something else oh i met you at a conference or you know i'm following up on a post that you had and they'll talk very nicely for a paragraph or two about that particular thing and then oh by the way here's my my pitch they kind of sneak it in there. as sort of the stealth pitch. I hate
0: that. Right. So that, they if probably it, thought they were trying to be personal and friendly, but actually they were, you know, high, you see that as a hijack. So
3: It's something that I think is a natural thing to do. But really, if you've got, if you're responding about a post that I did or whatever, just talk about that. Send the pitch in a separate thing. You might say, P.S., by the way, keep your eyes open because I'm planning to,
0: to send in a pitch.
1: Okay. That's really interesting.
0: That's a very valuable. Okay, another question that came out in the chat room. Celebrity developers, do they get preferential treatment?
3: Oh, yeah, they Ooh. do. Absolutely.
2: Oh, heck yes. And, you know, that's. it sounds horrible, but usually these people are uh, celebrities for a very good reason. They've done a phenomenal job, at least on one app, <laughs> at some point in their life. Uh, they've been very, very uh, good in terms of... Uh, I will say, helping us out. What I mean by that is, you know, as a product evolves and ages and, uh, you know, comes out in uh, new versions, it's nice to uh, be able to get preferential treatment as a blog where somebody says, hey, we're going to give you advance notice of this, or we're going to give you an exclusive. Those are the people that we tend to pay attention to, you know, because they're doing that type of thing. Also, uh, if they work with uh, the blog and say, you know, we'll uh, help you give away 10 or 20 promo codes for our application, uh, you can... Do with them what you want. Give give them out over Twitter or Facebook, whatever. Once again, that's good because it gets us a little bit more attention, and it also lets us get the word out uh, about that person's app. So, yeah, the celebs definitely get more attention.
3: Especially because the basic fact of life for us is that our bottom line is page views. And celebrity developers give us page views. That's what we're all about. We are promoting and reviewing apps because there is an audience out there that's willing to come to our blog and read them. It interests them. They want to find something new and exciting. And that's who who our customer is. That's who we are trying to please.
0: (coughs) I mean, I I find that very refreshing and very honest to both those things. It's about page views and yes of course we give them preferential treatment there was no no um corporate bs behind that i was of course they do so that's uh (laughs) as much as i think okay so you know that's i'm not sure how i feel about that is that really fair it doesn't matter the fact that you've just been straight about it is great (laughs) um and now we know how to say vicious circle in italian yeah (laughs) (laughs) I
3: will try to to point out, because I really wanted to make this point, and I totally missed the opportunity for it earlier, but Steve was talking about when you don't have something nice to say, say nothing at all. Some of these guys tend to be the absolute most persistent people you can imagine, and... Often what we'll do is we'll offer them some feedback over the phone or whatever or through email and we'll spend a lot of time telling them why their app wasn't you know, up to par or could be improved and so forth. And then in return, they will generally spend something like 45 minutes to an hour and a half talking at you, explaining why you're wrong.
0: Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that that's, that's not going to really help you get a decent review, is it? <laughs> no, it's. Uh, this is not,
3: not an isolated <laughs> instance. This happens all the time. And while they're talking at us, we can't get work done. So we're getting nothing.
0: It's like a, what's it? The you know Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares or whatever, where you know he goes in there to try and help a restaurant, and they just spend spend the whole time telling him why well, he doesn't know what he's talking about, where their where their business continues to go down the uh, down the drain. <laughs> Uh, you
3: know, but he's paid and we're not
0: okay that, so well, there we are it's a, right okay um okay someone's asked what email should you send stuff to for uh tuaw that's been put in the chat room and we'll put it in the show notes as well um okay so we're drawing t- uh, to an end here so um if you, you've you got a couple of minutes each now just you know to to get off your chest whatever you
2: know w-
0: w- you've got a few minutes just to tell people what you think is really important they need to know before uh obviously other than go buy the book if that goes without saying go buy the book get the book it's uh it's great um yes i did buy the book i wasn't given one for this show or anything i bought it my own money and i read it and it's good um so pitch us uh,
1: baby pitch us <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, so you uh, tell us. let's uh, um, uh, Start with you, Erica. What you know, What's the last things you want to say out there? You know, what, what is your plea from the soapbox to people out there?
3: I was hoping you were going to pick Steve so right. that after he figured out what you were looking for, I could kind of go off that.
2: Why you're going to pick Steve first? Okay. Um. Yeah. I will. Um. Thank you. One uh one little tip I'd I'd put out there for everybody is uh once again if you're uh. And it's something we talk about in the book, of course. But if your app uh, has certain features that you would really like to uh, point out as being different, uh, you know, special, <laughs> maybe there are settings that uh, do something uh, spectacular, uh, definitely think about creating a re- uh, reviewer's guide. Um, it doesn't have to be long, it can be a half page, it can be a screenshot with. Uh, you know, arrows pointing at different things on the uh, user interface. But sometimes that really does make it uh, easier for us to really see those things that you think are extra special in your app. And uh, we will pay attention to those.
0: Okay, so Erica, you've had your your moment now. Are you ready?
3: (laughs) I think I am, which is before you send an email, before you sell an app, please ask yourself, Why should people who are not me love this product? Because the answer to that is going to be the basis of absolutely everything you do to sell it. It's going to tell your customer why they should click the buy button on iTunes. It's going to tell reviewers why they should spend time and effort taking your app and and writing about it. It's going to be the reason that your app is important, and until you spend that time with yourself to really understand that, your product shouldn't be sold. Do that first. Do it even before you develop it, but if not, do it after you develop it and before you try to sell it. Stunning oh
1: God, silence of a. I killed, the, uh, I yeah, I killed the room. Do you know? I, I, I was I was the giving
0: of I was giving a really passionate is. response to that before realizing my mic was on mute. It, it was it was some of my best work ever on on audio that was coming from me at that point, and it's been lost to the world now. It's uh, uh, yes, <laughs> there we are. The world I will never be as, as rich a rich and colorful place because of the loss of my response to Erica's plea. There we are. and I I can't do it again because it would just be false and fabricated right okay Uh, one last question from the chat room Um, uh, best day of the week to send out a pitch is there such a thing as a best day of the week to send out a pitch
3: I can tell you the worst day the worst day was two weeks ago today
2: yeah never ever ever (laughs) pitch us on a uh, Apple announcement day
0: okay that was the day you were due to be on this show first (laughs) He <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was, And we
3: felt very bad about that's all right. letting this down, and we're so sorry about that. You,
0: you had a reasonable really, excuse. I'll let you off. But uh...
3: it's so important. If, if Steve Jobs dies, that's not the day you want to pitch us. If Apple has a product announcement, don't pitch us then. If there's any sort of keynote at WWDC or whatever, think again. Pay attention to what's happening in the news and use that as a strength rather than something that's going to drown your pitch out.
2: Yeah, and Mondays tend to be a flood. So uh, Mondays are probably not a really, really good day to uh, send a pitch in.
3: And don't send them last thing on Friday. Please,
1: yeah, Wednesday <laughs> sucks. and Wednesday's really not good either. Thursday is no, just out no, of the no, question. So the, <laughs> so the best day to send a pitch is on the eighth day Wednesday of the week.
3: Thursday are great because we can respond to them during the week. It means that you've given us an effort to, to a way that, that we can handle it. But if you come to us late Friday afternoon, and you know, here's this p- thing, we're going to release it over the weekend. Can you cover it? No. We're going home. I'm sorry, but we do have lives, we do have families. It's not gonna happen. If you sent that same pitch Wednesday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon, chances are really good that we were gonna look at it
0: much more respectfully with much more time. And what about election days? Are they good days to pitch on?
2: Oh, I was just ant- or typing that into uh Victoria there. Uh it
0: birthday. Yeah. Nobody cares about,
3: you know, the election. They want their tech news. Everybody's trying to hide from it. Either they think the guy that they want to win is gonna lose, or they're sure that the guy they want to win is gonna win or whatever, but they want it out of their lives. They voted. Now it's time our page views are going very nicely today. So this is a great day to come
0: okay this is this is interesting because you say today is a great day to come in if you're interested and, and i know this is how long is a piece of string type of question but if you are interested and let's say it's a reasonably simple iphone app from the day you receive the pitch to the day you blog it i mean is this a are you on really fast turnarounds or are you got the type of guys that you've got stuff sat there just being typed up for a couple of weeks you know what sort of timing are we looking at here
2: well, we do have a uh, an app editor, and in many cases, what we'll do is uh, kind of ping her, say, here's the situation, uh, just got pitched on a particular app, I think it's really great, uh, is this something that we can squeeze in, or, you know, uh, in some cases, we make them an iPad or iOS app of the day. Uh, those are very special, and they go every day, of course, uh, but... Uh, I'm trying to think of what the question was there.
3: But basically, um, if it's football, we don't care, we'll post. If it's an election, we don't care, we'll post. We're pretty narrow in our interests. So what makes a news thing is something that's immediate turnaround is usually really, really, really fast. If you think a two-year-old has a short attention span, you haven't met a a, a blogger. We we put ADHD people (laughs) to shame. We will turn on a dime. We're happy to work on long-term stuff, but the reality is that we just want things off our schedule, off our calendar. We want to do them, hit them, do a good job, and move on. So yesterday is as soon as you know you can get it to us in other words if we could do negative time around, that
0: would be great that's really useful to know steve erica thank you very much that's been um i think that's been an incredibly valuable um um uh show for for our listeners um i'm sure that you're going to see at least two or three extra downloads of the books tonight hopefully in return um for that time. so uh just uh just remind people once more um the name of the book where they can find it where they can follow you on twitter um you know your blogs you know the, the stuff that uh, you want people out there to know we'll make sure this stuff goes in the show notes as well but let's get it onto audio as well so we'll start with you steve
2: uh, in terms of the, I was <laughs> so busy out there copying the URL, which Erica already pasted in there, but I would like to thank everybody for listening and putting up with my mind uh, being uh, kind of uh, awkward today. Uh, I've got like 50 screens up here and I'm uh, looking at all of them. But thanks for listening. Uh, we definitely uh, hope our book can help you out. We think it will. We've had plenty of developers who uh, have. Uh, come back to us and said it was uh, probably one of the best development books that they've written or read. And uh, anyway, thank you very much for uh, having us on. Excellent, it's been pleasure. I want to say
3: it. what Steve said.
2: That's
0: okay. <laughs> then. So I'm that's I'm going to do a
3: big old ditto.
0: That's that's fine because that's that's all easy. And we'll make sure all all the your Twitter handles and everything are in the show notes, and people can catch those there. So just visit the show notes on the uh, I Developer TV blog um, for that, John give us your details
1: uh well my name is john fox as, as, it, as it is every week on this fine channel and uh you can find out all about my product memory Miner, at memory there are a number of interesting blog posts up there at memory slash blog and if you want to follow me on twitter which you do you can find me as Jembe, like the west african drum that's d-j-e-m-b-e
0: thank you and i'm scotty I am your host here at iDeveloper Live. I run iDeveloper.tv, training videos for all you lovely developers out there. Ah, You can follow me on Twitter, MacDevNet. You can follow me on app.net as Scotty, and I'm sure there's other places I am as well. We've appreciated you listening. Thank you for, uh, for your great questions in the chat room. Chat room, we love you. You are great as normal. If you're listening on the feeds, please send us your feedback. Please go comment on this show um, on iTunes. It really does help us, and it really um, makes us know that you love us, and it gives us that lovely, warm, fuzzy feeling inside. So there we are. So we're going to leave you with that. And once again, thinking about the attract point. We'll leave those <laughs> rounded ideas in your mind. Until next time, you take care.